Welcome to another edition of the Business and Personal Podcast, where we bring you closer to the people that you do business with. And I'm very, very excited today to have Kim and Chris Castile, the co-owners of A New Life Prosthetics and Orthotics of Detroit, on the show. An unbelievable life story of adapting and helping others uh, that I really want you all to hear. So Chris and Kim, how are you doing today? Thanks so much for coming on. Doing great. Thanks for having us. Yes, definitely. Thanks for having us. So Chris, you know, take me back to 1988. You're a 24-year-old, carefree young man riding a motorcycle, and your life changed. Uh, tell me what happened. You know, just a, a happy, happy newlywed on my way to work riding a, a motorcycle um, on my way to work as a machinist. I'm uh, basically just cruising down here on River Drive, enjoying an, a beautiful August day, and uh, came into a curve, and there's a car in my lane. Um, basically get hit nearly head on, uh, had a traumatic amputation, literally below the knee was uh, uh, removed right there. And then I had a compound fracture of my femur, bounced off the windshield of the car and basically I'm, I'm laying in the road bleeding out. Uh, it, it's a little, still a little emotional surprisingly, but uh, just laying there and thinking it's, this is gonna be my last day. I've never felt a calm or peace like that. And as, as uh, I, I don't really remember uh, the guy that saved my life, Harley Ryder, but I just remember laying back on the asphalt, taking my, my helmet off and looking up in this, through the oak trees at this beautiful blue sky. And uh, I remember unzipping my leather a little bit and just kind of leaning back and then watching this black circle envelop me. And that's the last thing I remember. Unbelievable. So let's fast forward now to 2002. It's 14 years later, you had maintained your job in the car industry all this time while being an amputee. And then another major life event happens and you lost that job and made an adjustment from making car parts to people parts. Uh, tell me about the passion behind that. You know, it's just amazing, an amazing transformation. I, I've always loved working with my hands. Like I like making things. I like adapting, making pieces fit together. And, uh, you know, so I started off as a, mach a machinist, worked my way up through the manufacturing field, become an engineer, a plant manager, and literally, lo and behold, you know, I, I get laid off. And uh, the being laid off in the summertime in Michigan with a boat, living on a lake, uh, the, the internet is available to send out all these resumes. <laughs> so, um, you know, after, I don't think it was about a month, something like that, it was in June, July, I got laid off. Um, so I'd send out 20 or 30 resumes, go sit on the back of the boat, drink a beer. And, and Kim here says, uh, you know, you're, you're really getting too much of a tan looking for a job. Maybe you should go volunteer somewhere too. <laughs> so, uh, I go back to, um, the place to name my first leg and, uh, basically started volunteering there at university of Michigan. Uh, and, you know, come in as, you know, I go from a plant manager an entry-level technician. Uh, it was a, it was a life-changing um, mental change. Um, you know, from one one directing people to being told, being directed myself, and then being completely out of my element uh, from a manufacturing. You know, having work processes to to follow and and, and learn that way um, was was very different than the the orthotic and prosthetic field, where it's a very um, it's a handed down like a, a tradesman type field. 
So it took a little bit of time to, to learn that, but it was, uh, I wasn't there more than a, a couple of weeks, even as a volunteer, and I realized this is exactly what I want to do. And tell me, uh, Kim, what it's been like working with Chris and, and the, having the husband-wife relationship and also the business relationship and what it, how it's, uh, what it's meant to you to watch this business grow and all the people that have been able to help. Well, we were, um, uh, we started the business basically out of our cars um, uh, and uh, because we tried to purchase a, a business that didn't work out. Um, so I created the LLC, got us up and going um, with some friends help. Uh, I knew it was Chris's passion. And so that's why um, I'm also um, an elder law, my other job to the other hat I wear. So I know just enough about um, the law to get, you know, some things up and going. So I helped uh, create the LLC. We started going with that. And because I knew it was his passion, I, I knew I had to help. Um, we're a team with everything we do in life. So that's why I said, well, we're going to do this together. And so I've been kind of behind the scenes where Chris has kind of been managing uh, the business. Um, but we work on everything together. So we got up and going. Um, and I've been kind of doing uh, management, some management, some PR, marketing, um, kind of anything I could do to help because I know this is what he wants to do. So, you know, the time comes around to start this business and you've had all this life experience, Chris, of uh, being an amputee and knowing the mental and the physical challenges that that involves. So as you open this business, I know a big part of what you wanted to do is just, number one, just to help the people that couldn't be helped and also to make sure beyond just providing their prosthetic that you were helping with the mental side of it as well. So talk about what you did around that. So, you know, after, after being an amputee for that many years, you know, I've, I'd gone to several different places and I'd, I'd seen different ways. Um, and also during my, my schooling uh, at Eastern Michigan in their orthotics and prosthetics program, master's program, uh, I was able to see so many different manufacturing facilities, um, you know, nationally and um, in, the, uh, in, the, in the local area. So I, I learned a great deal. And uh, what I wanted to do is I wanted to, be tr I wanted to treat people the way that I want to be treated. I wanted to do it, you know, uh, manage expectations. I, I wanted, you know, I wanted, I wanted to, to provide the very best prosthesis or orthosis for, for that person to meet their, their, their daily activities, not only their daily activities, but, you know, what they had for a job and then what they do for hobbies and try to do this in a way that, um, you know, provide with whatever resources are available, the very best product we could do for that at, at that price point, I guess. So now you've got your business up and running and you're continuing to grow and doing new things. So let's talk a little bit more about exactly what you do offer there and starting with your central fabrication lab, um, describe what that's all about. So we're, we're one of the few places, well, we're a, a, a single, um, single practice location, but what separates us is we do have a great manufacturing area. Uh, we, we're able to basically evaluate, design, fabricate, fit and repair uh, all on our, our site. Um, downstairs in our, our laboratory, we're able to um, vacuum form uh, test sockets. We're able to laminate, grind. Uh, we have industrial sewing machines. Recently we received, we, we 
got a great grant for a 3D printer. We've been doing digital scanning. So we've been using CAD CAM. So all, all of these things that I, in my past manufacturing, we're, we're, we're bringing into uh, this, this type of manufacturing. It's, it's uh, much faster, much more precise. Uh, it's taken a lot of the artistic work out of um, basically creating a plaster model and modifying it. So basically you're sculpting a model and then, and then doing uh, whatever we're gonna build off of that. Where now it's done on a digital screen for a lot of it. And we're slowly trying to transfer everything over to more, more of the digital field. And also I know it's important to you to have the personal touch and the individualized solution for everybody because everybody's situation is completely different. It's definitely not a one size fits all with your industry. And maybe some of the bigger companies don't take that time. So explain the difference that uh, people can get that personal attention from you versus maybe one of the big box companies. So literally right, right from the beginning, we try to educate uh, the, the patient. Well, so when we have anyone that comes through the door, now say if it's a, it's a child, we have the parent and the child, and we also have the referral source, the doctor or uh, social, um, social worker, case manager that's referred them. And then we have the payer, which could be one or two more insurance companies. So we really have to manage a group of people to, to make every, try to keep everybody happy. And ultimately, you know, for me, the one I care most about is that patient. I want to give them exactly what they need. And, and that's, that's really uh, what we do is try to get the, the patient and the caregiver involved and educated. You know, you, the patient is their own best advocate. Uh, we, we all are. And if, if, you, if you won't fight for yourself, it's really hard to um, have someone else fight for you. And what would you say would be a good trigger for somebody um, that's listening to this that has a prosthetic that maybe doesn't fit well, they're experiencing pain, they just don't feel like it's the right fit for them. What is a good trigger or a good reason where someone should reach out to you for a second opinion? Well, you know, first, the very first one is pain. Pain is, pain is your body's way of saying something's not right. You know, so no matter what you, if you, you have something going on with pain, we need, need to call a practitioner. And if your practitioner is taking too long or is not responsive, give us a call. Can I plug us right now? 313-870-9610 is our phone number to schedule an appointment. But um, if pain, uh, if it's not fitting right, uh, if it's moving around, if there's uh, noises, if there's instability, uh, th these are all trigger points to, to, to reach out and get something fit, fixed. Obviously, the physical is important. And we talked a little bit earlier about the mental part of recovery. And I think that is every bit as important. Um, in some cases, maybe even more important. Um, there's suicide rates involved, um, high suicide rates for amputees. I want you to spend some time to go in a little bit more detail of the importance of the mental recovery and the mental side of it and what you do to help people. And maybe anybody that's listening that is having mental problems or some things they can do on their own to help get over the trauma of their situation. So um, one of the things that early on, uh, I, I got involved with the Amputee Coalition of America, uh, became a certified peer visitor and uh, you know, I started I started this support group at U of M. And after I left U of M, I started another one uh, downriver where I used to live. I still I still meet people there once a month, um, and especially now that COVID's opened up, that we can see face to face. But so there's a, a wide range of emotions that goes on. 
I mean, literally a full spectrum. You know, first is, you know, why me? You know, uh, there's a, 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 a questioning of all things related to uh, your religion, your belief system, um, your identity, uh, your relationships. Um, it, it can start off as sorrow, to anger, to depression. And, and one of these things is if, if you're struggling with uh, any, any aspect of this, there's, there's um, the ACA is a good place to reach out to talk to someone else. We, we provide uh, peer visitation. So we try to, we try to match up with the, with the ACA, uh, other people that have gone through the process. So if say you're a baloney amputee, um, that maybe it, it, it was an auto accident or, or it was diabetes, you know, some, some form of vascular disease, we try to match up the gender, the age, uh, the type of uh, amputation or disability. And then what it is, is we ask in return that this person helps, helps answer the questions and, and gets you through the process and then do it, do it as a pay it forward. So the next person comes in, you can help them. And then what that does is perpetuates a, a healing method for, for the, everyone that needs it. In, in your experience, have you seen a lot of people go through the support group and, and use some of the methods that you suggest and see a major turnaround with their mental outlook? Oh, you know, it's, it's amazing. You know, you can have someone that has lost the end of their finger and someone might say, oh, it's just a finger. But that individual, that's a piece of them. Very powerful. So, uh, you know, burns. Um, there's not, sometimes there's not a lot of support for burn victims, but they may, they may have still have all their limb there, but the scar tissue inhibits it. So we, we call it basically limb loss. So it may not be an amputation, but it could be anything that is, uh, affects the motion or movement, even, uh, strokes, you know, anything that, that affects part of the body. So this limb loss affects so many people. It's, it's very important to, um, you know, reach out, get help, and know that you're not alone. Another aspect too, we have a touchdown is the narcotics. Um, as soon as you get out of the hospital, you're sent home with a, you know, a vial of pills. And when Chris was sent home, it was the same thing. It was months, uh, maybe a year before he actually was weaned off of those. And, and the doctors do tend to prescribe a lot of that where there's other therapies now, there's CBD oils, there's um, you know, meditation, there's various other aspects, uh, acupuncture, all this was not available when Chris had his accident. Um, so it, it's nice to look at that too, because if you're, you need to become an independent again, and you can't be dependent on that also. Um, so that's another thing that we've, we've seen a lot of, or several patients that it's been difficult um, to do that transition. Definitely a great point there, Kim. And, and I think Anybody that's listening to this, maybe they have a prosthetic that fits them fine and they're not having problems with that, but it's the mental side or they're going through addiction. Just that alone would be a good reason for them to reach out to you, right? Right. And, and uh, that's, again, going back to you're not, you're not in this alone. There's, there's, there's people you can call, uh, reach, reach out, give us a call for that matter. And the other thing is, there's, even at the support groups, um, there's, there's a level that we, we can work with people but if someone can't get past certain issues, there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong and for asking for more help. And I would encourage anyone that's, that's tr truly struggling with, with getting beyond this to, to, to find a healthcare professional and, and uh, 
find your way through it. Yeah, there's many resources on our website. We have amputee resources through the ACA. And so there, there's many more resources now than there were 30 years ago. Um, and so it, it makes it much easier for the caregiver, for the doctor, for anyone to reach out. And um, if you look at our website, um, the ACA website, there's several resources uh, to refer to. Just a matter of picking up a phone, right? Right. So this definitely a tough topic that we're covering here, but it's important information. But I want to end on an upbeat note. I always like to end on a happy note. And uh, there's a lot of happy stories and success stories. And we don't have enough time for you to share them all. But maybe uh, one or two stories that stick out to you of people that you've been able to help out. Well, uh, you know, what, one is uh, this, this gentleman right here is a, is a below knee um, amputee. I can't wait to give him this new prosthesis. I, I don't know if you can see some of the details in it, but it's a, it's a 3D printed socket. Um, we're able to customize these in so many ways, but they, it, it'll fit like a glove when it goes on him. And this, this gentleman was riding his motorcycle last year, um, unfortunately lost, lost his leg. And this, this particular prosthesis is gonna, we, we've got him in a temporary one right now, and he's already back to work. Um, I can't wait to see him this and just see, see him light right back up um, with, with knowing that this, his world is with, with a, a different type of shoe in essence, is, is going to go back and he's, he's, he's going to return to his life just as it was before. Yeah, getting that independence back is, that's a mental change for most people too. So just getting back to work, feeling, you know, I'm a part of my family again. And we do work with the PCRF, Palestine Children Relief Fund. We've helped several kids um, with that also. And to see the kids, you know, that have lost their legs due to, you know, the war there um, and run again and play soccer. That was a big one for me because I got to see the whole process and, and to see kids, especially because they're so resilient, um, uh, just pick up where they left off. It's just, it's, it's incredible. Well, your name's perfect. I mean, a new life. That's really what you're providing to people um, and you're giving them hope for the future. So just amazing stuff that you guys are doing. And uh, I, I'm hoping I can help connect you to others that you can help out. So what is the best way for them to reach out to you to start the process? And what is a, a reasonable expectation for how long it takes? So, uh, you know, expectation is something we try to manage, but, you know, right off the bat is, um, you know, where they are in the healing process. Now that everyone is very individual. So healing times are different for everyone. And, you know, part of this is I, I, I usually try to describe it as three major hurdles to, to limb loss. You know, first is getting past the, the injury and getting healed. The second one is to get a device that's designed and, and fits. And then the third, the third hurdle is learning how to use it. You know, it's just like a tool, like, uh, you know, a hammer, a washing machine, or a blender to make margaritas. You know, and you have to learn how to use it to make, make good things happen. Well, thanks again, Kim and Chris, for coming on. And uh, hope, again, hopefully I can help uh, connect you with uh, people that you can help. But when I started this podcast a few months ago, you were on my list of a story that I wanted to share with people. So I'm really hoping this is impactful. Um, thanks again for coming on. Well, thanks, Ryan. And they could reach us at 313-870-9610 or at our website, anewlifepando.com. Very good. Easy to get a hold of you. Thanks again. Thanks, Great. Ryan. Thanks, Ryan.